Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To call a man transparent is to attack his soul, his very being. It can be received as the ultimate insult. Unless, that is, the man in question is actually, literally see-through. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Shanklin and his olive-skin friend, Dave. The thing is, people like to know that we're down to earth. So after the interview and we tell them where we are, they'll realise that we're just normal people like them. Um, so do the, do the intro. Hello, everybody out there. We are coming to you from Ireland. There's more to Ireland than this. Than this. Uh, we are. Um, the reason we're real people. Firstly, who are you? Uh, my name is Tom Shanklin. I'm David Flatman. Good to meet you all. Hi, Tom. Hi. Can you try and do this like we normally do it to give people a sense of familiarity? Well, we've done it for like 60-odd episodes now. Um, I, know, I, I quite like change. I'm not stuck in my ways like you. I don't have to do a tip run every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the oh. same coffee shop, have the same food. Yeah. Where am I going to go on honeymoon? You got to Acapulco. It'll be fine. What's, what film's that from? Dirty Dancing. Correct. Is it? Nobody puts my Tommy in a corner. <laughs> we're in a hotel in Dublin. It's Sunday night. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Tell us, please. This is how people know we're real. Don't look anywhere except at me. I do not know the name of this hotel. Do you? Don't look for any stationery. I don't know what it's called. Do you know what it's called? I don't know if I could pronounce it. R-U-I. Rui. Hotel. Dublin. Is so, it? Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty Hang sure. On. Have a look. See, it's it's the, the Gresham. <laughs> it's called the Gresham, it says on there. I thought it was the, oh no, the R-I-U Plaza. Republic of Ireland something Plaza. The Gresham Hotel. Yep, the Gresham, Dublin. The Gresham. <laughs> we haven't got a clue. This is the John Gresham from the CSI. Gresham. We're, you know that's. I know it's Gresham. It goes to show, yeah, it goes to show how grounded we are that we're in a hotel and we don't even know. We've know lit, city. Yeah, we're in. we've just arrived here. We, I mean, you've come straight from the Rico Stadium. I've come from Cardiff, and luckily our planes land at the same time. What were you doing? Some media stuff. Yeah, loads, mate. Loads. I was covering the Wasps Exeter game. Um, for for people of Panath, yeah, yeah, in your house, yeah, yeah, um, we would have we would have started this pod early. It doesn't make any difference to you at home, but um, wherever you are, but we couldn't because we were due to meet um, with our BBC buddies at uh, the car rental spot, and I went there and sat there for twenty twenty five minutes. And uh, who knew? One. Who knew Dublin Airport had two terminals? I know, I know, <laughs> crazy. How many people are there here? <sighs> But, so we we sat apart for a while, didn't we? But now we've checked into our hotel. Um, I'm in Shanks's room. Haven't been to my room yet. I've I, got family room as well, so even better. As well, I'll just stay in here with you. No, why? Well, there's a double bed and a single bed. I'll go in the single. I don't care. No, like you, you, like you, sleep, you again, can't boy. sleep on your front, can you? You sleep on your no. back. Yeah. So when you sleep on your back, that's when you start snoring. The noise happens. Yeah. So It'd be like be absolute. like old times. <laughs> Be like touring again. Yeah, 
Um, It'll be like Beer It's in 2002. Yeah, but I, I've grown out of that now, mate. I'm not I'm not into touring at all. I just, I'm coming to do a job. Beer It's in 02 was good. <laughs> was it 02? No, we went to Japan in 2002. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We went to Beer It's uh, 99. times, 99. 2000. Then we went there with Abdel Benazi. When was yeah. that? With Abdullah. When When did? Probably 2001. It was when he joined us, wasn't it? Mm. I love that guy. Yeah. And we went to his house. Do you remember? Went to Abdel's house. So those of you at home, you'll know um, Abdel Atif, so Abdel Benazi, um, who played 78 times for France, Moroccan, French Moroccan. 78 times? 78 times in the back no. row. That was in the, that was in the age row. of brutal back rows, second row, mm. back row. I mean, what a player. Unbelievable. What a specimen. I love the fact that Saracen's made him captain as well. I know. And he couldn't speak any English. But word of it. No. Couldn't speak a word of it. And the thing is, though, he couldn't speak a word of it. And then one day you turn on the TV on the day after one of our games and he's a pundit on like the telly of a sky or something. And you're like, yeah. he's talking. He's like, you know, two more wins and a top of the table. I was like, what? Where'd you, where'd you get that from? Just couldn't be bothered, could he? No, where'd you get that Ignorant. from? And one day... He always um, had a little bit of tip in his hair as well, didn't he? Yeah. And one day um, when... One of the, one of these days we're going to try and get Chris Chesney. We've mentioned a few times on this. Probably going to try and get him on because he's, he's been sending us threatening messages. He is messages. up for it. Although when I saw him the other day, he did look a little bit um, Game of Thrones. He does yes. look Game of Thrones. Yeah, but he's like a mini mountain. He's like and a, he had a little necklace around him as well. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it just in case it was something really sentimental. Shanks, he doesn't have a heart. There's no, he doesn't do sentimental. This okay. is the guy. Okay, that. He said to me once. Well, I said, "What if his daughters might have given it to him?" I tell you, he lo- he loves his daughters, but I don't know what he loves them with. Cause he hasn't got a heart. We'll talk about this when he comes on. Okay. I remember saying to him once, did, "What did you do on Tuesday or wherever it was?" And he was like, "Oh, well, I went to cinema, didn't I?" And I knew he was lying. He was like, he went, "I'd been out for dinner or something with the," and he was lying. I was like, "Ches, how can you look at one of your best mates and lie to my face?" And he's like, "Firstly, you ain't one of my best mates. Secondly," I lie to my own mother, mate. I ain't got any problem lying to you. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. There's no getting away from that. But I remember, we'll, we'll talk more about Ches's relationship with... Um, life. Abdul, life, love, Abdullah. Um, it, this probably might offend someone calling Abdel Abdullah, but we all called him Abdullah when he was there. Like, I didn't. Great just, fella. I didn't. No, I didn't. They all did. Um, but we loved him and he loved us, I think. But we'll talk about his relationship with Abdullah because it was just completely inappropriate. But... Um, very, very funny at the time for everyone except you and me. I haven't been. It? Have you had the flu? No, not really. I'm feeling so much better than last week. You what were rough it? last week. Yeah, yeah, and just couldn't think of words in my head. Just sat there nodding at you. Can you normally think of words? Stuff, yeah. Can, stuff sometimes comes out. Um, but you're right though, are you? I'm all right. So you oh, I bloody hope you get it. <laughs> No, I'm right. I, I went, went, got a because Bur- I was at Coventry today, so I went to Birmingham, flew from Birmingham Airport separately, of course. Did you see and Die? <coughs> saw Die, and um, but my point is, I had a block of immune booster sh- uh, juice at the airport, so I'm all right now for another year. Lucasade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is it you only have Lucasade when you're ill? Yeah, I actually don't. I love Lucasade when I'm not ill. Do you? Petrol station orange Lucasade. Or- word on the street is you've lost 11 kilos. Yeah. Is that true? It's true. Yeah. Wow. I know. I told what you, love sick. Told you, didn't I? It, I've honestly lost 11. I'm still 20 stone. And it was pancake <laughs> And it was pancake day last week. I know. Didn't have one pancake. Told you, boy. I got I got a waggy take delivery the other night. Couldn't eat it. Well, just looking at it. I shoot What'd you, you order from waggies? Pad thai, chicken and prawn. Like the chicken, the hot, like the chicken pieces, tempura prawns. I like the ebi katsu. I like the and the cauliflower, the, the big bang prawns. bang cauliflower. Mm. There's also a really nice. There's a nice shredded duck option there. It comes with a fried egg on top. Oh yeah, that's really nice. Is it? But I often have the I don't know. What is it steak teriyaki? Yeah, or salmon. I like chicken teriyaki as well. I also like the the curry, the katsu chicken curry, and they used to have a grilled option, but now it's it's just one option of chicken now. So breadcrumbed. We'll talk about this in a bit, I expect. But you know Mark Bakewell, who has now just become forwards coach at Leicester Tigers. Did he create the tart? The what? The tart. The tart? The tart. Tart? Yeah. No. No. So, 
Australian forwards coach, New Zealand-born Australian forwards coach. He was our forwards coach at Bath. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant coach and got let down by the club and relieved of his duties when he shouldn't have been because he was amazing and we loved him. And it's a long story, but the club massively, massively cocked that up and everyone knows it. And um, been at Bristol, done a good job there and Leicester have got him on a long deal because he's, he's the man. But he is a straight shooter, right? So I remember talking about, he was reading a book so what book's that, mate? Mate, autobiographies, mate. I only read autobiographies, don't read anything else, mate. And like, books about facts. I need to learn, mate. He loves learning, right? Yeah. So I was, he goes, what are you reading, Relate mate? to that. And I was like, well, I'm reading this at the moment. It's a... Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, it's like a murder mystery thing. Is it, well, it's good? Yeah. But when did it happen? I was like, it's fiction. You read fiction, mate? Why'd you read fiction? I was like, well, I like it. I'm, you know, I'd like to exercise my imagination. Don't you read fiction? No, mate. It's all bullshit. It's all made up, mate. It's literally what it is, mate. It's just made up. And I love that. I love that about him. But he knows what he likes and he likes what he knows. Yeah. So his wife and kids went back to Australia for a month. And 34 nights on his own, he went to Wagamama's and had chicken katsu curry 31 (laughs) times. 31 times in 34 nights. And the other nights, one night he didn't eat because he trained so much that he trained he trained until he felt sick. He trains twice a day, every day. He's fit. He's unbelievably fit and strong and like amazing Nick. And the other two nights, one night he had dinner with me, one night with Dave Barnes. 31 out of 34 chicken katsu curries. I'll never forget that. Do you want another fact? Mm. Um, the world spent 1,735 billion on war in 2012 it would take 135 billion to eradicate global poverty. Hmm. Digest that. Excuse the pun. You horrible bastard. Yeah, it's grim. It's completely grim. But then it's one of those things that I'm sure lots of people who are listening to this and you and I give money to charity, but it's like, how much of the money we've got do we actually need? Yeah. You know, are we actually penniless at the end of each month? And if you are, fine but could you not move into a smaller house, sell your car, get the bus to work and give the rest to charity? I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying we could all do more. It's not. It's easy to blame Big Pharma and blame Donald Trump and it's like, well, actually, we could all do a bit more. Um, yeah, there's some other issues I've got this week as well. Um, now, I sold an old phone, okay? I sold an iPhone 7 Plus. This isn't a joke, by the way. Oh. I, I need some advice from, That's a shame. from you listeners out there. Maybe you. You might know another thing about it. Um, so I sold a phone, right? And I sold it. Did you wipe everything off it? Yeah. And on the 21st of January this year, I sent it special delivery Mm. um, to the address. Mm. And I emailed, this is on eBay, I sold it. And I emailed the the person, I think it was a girl, or maybe a guy that bought it. I said, "I've I've sent it next day delivery. It'll be with you tomorrow. Great. Thank you. So now we're, what are we, the 18th of Feb? I've got an email from him to say, when are you, when are you sending the phone? It's still not arrived. Mm. Um, and I said, I sent it, special delivery. And now it's sort of nearly four weeks ago. Now I've, you're emailing. I've, yeah, now you're emailing. I no longer have the receipt from Royal Mail without, so I don't have the tracking number. Mm. And now contacted me saying I will need a tracking number to be able to trace the phone can you send it to me please <sighs> so I think you're getting done over what's, yeah what's my advice I am I mean I mean what I'm is the advice I'm gen- there must be a policy on this but I'm generally super like now you know me I wouldn't lie about something like that no, I sent the phone yeah it's like I would say do the right thing 99 times out of 100 in fact 100 times out of 100 but I think the I think you're being done over here so you go straight to eBay account appeals whatever it is and say this has happened I'm telling you I'm not lying I'm I'm there'll out. be a credit card receipt of yeah, it's like, I'm out. Mail, but that could be anything though couldn't it That's of course it could but it's like I'm out I've done my bit I'm out and if they're they haven't got it that is a bloody shame but you've done your bit and it's nearly four weeks and you told them you sent it yeah, you want our kid. I know because like you're not going to keep a receipt for that long, are you? Really, doing a job on you. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. God, third third world issues I have, eh? Yeah. 
This is how do we get there? Um, don't know. Um, but anyway, what have you been up to in the week? Well, Tom, it's a good question actually, and it's at this point where I I fill a bit of time. Well, do you want me to tell you what I've been up to? Yes, please. So I've forgotten uh, what I've well, been up to. Pancake day Tuesday. I had a pancake. Sue me. Um, I me. I did uh, I did a Q and A okay in uh, Old Panathians Rugby Club on Thursday night. Um, it was a, there's a guy. There's um, Stu Barter. His wife passed away recently mm. um, with cancer. So we did a bit of a fundraiser. So I did a bit of a and a Told a few stories for 20 minutes. Did a bit of QA and a after. We had a chili. So mm. we raised a bit of money for oh, Valindra well Cancer Hospice. Mm. So I've th- done a couple of things with Valindra. Yeah, it's, really br- nice. it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great... Charity. It's a proper feel-good charity. It that. is. Like a lot of them, there are loads of those around, but it is pretty. It's pretty fab. Um, I had my sister's fortieth on Saturday. Yesterday, M. Yep, in El Poeto's custom house down Panath Marina. Lovely, Tani Martinez. She looks after um, us there. Met your sister at our flat in London. You did, and then a while later, I said, "How's your sister getting on?" And she was like, "Yeah." She asked about you. Asked if you were still desperate. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's I right. That. Uh, I think I really, I think I fancied her, so was, I was trying yeah. to like be funny or something. It was when it was when she arrived, then you went back into your room to change to put something. Oh, shut up! On. That's bollocks. I didn't do that. Didn't comes out, out, comes out, his, pa- in his Patrick Cox <laughs> flare jeans in, covered in curos, flare jeans shirt. and a black shirt tucked in with brown belt, Harley uh, Davidson buckle, <laughs> hair gel down, just a cowboy hat and a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's cooking? Yeah. What are you wearing? Let's put Ra- some music on. Now, 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 now. So yeah. What are you wearing? Rafa and Polo. <laughs> <laughs> Who's asking? Me. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we're out here on a Sunday. So, Okay. Well done. Good week. Yeah. W- what about you? Well, on Tuesday, I had this, this funny thing where um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a real laugh. <laughs> well, there were two, two people. It's better be funny now. Pe- it's not that funny. It is, oh. it is actually. <clears throat> two... Now and again, you get a message saying, "So and so, can you sign this? If I send you something, can you sign it or whatever?" Like, I got this message. I'm not very good on Instagram. But I got a message on Instagram and one on Twitter. Whatever, like private message request thing. And it's like, one of them is, "I'm a, I'm a big, uh, Bath and podcast fan and stuff like that. Is there any chance you and Shanks could pop into my office in Bath?" this week and sign something for me that I'm going to get framed for my dad. So I was like, well, Shanks isn't around because I, I feel bad now because they're probably listening to this, but I didn't want to ring you and say, can you drive to Bath at nine o'clock on Would have done. Wednesday, Tuesday morning? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm something. bloody like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I said, look, Shanks giver, isn't around. The pleaser. I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah. The Ebenezer. <laughs> so, and another girl sent me a message saying, my boyfriend's a fan, any chance you could nip in and sign this thing? My friend works in Bath, he'll pop into her office. So I was like, yeah, you know what? It's one of those things where you're like, you sound like a saint, but it's not. I live in Bath anyway. It's five minutes from my house. So like nine in the morning, I was before on the way to the gym as per. I was like, I'll just, no problem. I'll pop in there and do that. Um, so I went to the first one and this really, really lovely lady came and met me and I signed a couple of things and wrote a little card and whatever. And that was really nice. And she's like, what are you up to now? And I realised as I said it, I was like, I write knob. I was like, I'm going to do another signing somewhere else. I was like, oh, I'm a knob. But I arranged it for the same morning. So I went, your, to this, yeah, I went to this... WH Smith, was it? <coughs> yeah, the new Haskell. I was in Waterstones. So I went into this shop and went out the back. And they were like, do you want to come upstairs? And I said, do you want to just bring the stuff down here? Because I'm illegally parked out the front. I parked it right on double yellows outside both of these places. So you. So arrogant. So I was like, but John Terry. So I was like... Can I? She goes, well, come upstairs, come upstairs if you want. I was like, oh, honestly, if I, if I just sign it and do whatever you want, no problem, but I'm going to nip off if that's all right. And she's like, oh, come upstairs, come upstairs just for a minute. So I went upstairs, behind this shop, Lean Bath, and then up, it's like a, like a sort of book or bric-a-brac shop. It was a weird little shop. Were they, trying to, were they trying to drug you or something? And I was like, this is a bit strange, but I'm bigger than her, so I'll be all right. I walk upstairs, and every member of staff, including some of their family, have basically done a coffee and biscuit morning reception for me. Ah, like a book club. They're all in suits. I'm in my gym kit. I've been walking the dogs with mud all up my legs. Um, off to the. So what do they want you for? Just to sign some stuff? Sign some stuff. But I walked in and they were like, what? hey! And like, round of applause. <laughs> it was honestly, mate. Cut the ribbon. 
Honestly. What did you have to sign? I thought of you in there. I was like, you would love it if you could see this. It was, I signed a, I signed two shirts and a ball up there. And it was like, and some of them are listening to this and they're lovely, lovely people. But it took me completely by surprise. And God, I was yeah. Like, you I thought like, you were just whizzing in to sign something quickly, like a. I look like a. I look like a tramp with plume. Like someone, terror, had, like someone it. had just cut and pasted like a photo off the internet onto Word and printed it off. It was. They were like, "So you want a biscuit?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I love a biscuit. That'd be nice." But they're like, "So uh, you don't mind us all getting together to say thanks to you?" And I was like, "I, I said this is one of the most awkward moments of my life. Fortunately, I don't really do awkward, so we're all right." Well, they, anyway, go on. Went down. Went down to Devon for. Two days as well. That's right. Love holidays. Meant to don't be you? seven, then six, then five, then four, then three, then two because of work. That was that, and then had a a Channel Five thing to do in London on Friday, um, like a advert thing to train up from Totnes. Can you talk to about Paris. it? No, I can't talk about it. Why don't they want me? You know, I do all the Anglo Welsh now. I'm like the Anglo Welsh no, correspondent. It was, no, it was um, Prem Rugby. Like, it was a yeah channel five and prem rugby advert all right yeah so long long story um but you i mean long and short of it is you weren't involved but yeah anyway coventry today in what was a pretty average game it was super brutal that um save it we'll talk about the rugger in a minute but save it it's been Um, a reasonably chilled week tommy did you know if you're if you're six feet two inches tall then you're taller than 94 percent of the world i'm six foot two just i'm six foot and half an inch just another what's my percentage um, I, I'm guessing. Hey, si- I'm guessing sixty. I'm under twenty stone for the first time in probably two years. Three. If right, if I can really be bothered now or later, I will put a round of applause in. Yeah, only if I can be bothered. Yeah, because. You, I mean, I've got to cut it. You, you don't. I don't know it by accident anyway. It'll all go back. I'm not, <laughs> not even asked. That's good though, mate. Well done. Mm. Um, yeah, I, feel, I feel amazing. Can you see? Can you see a difference in me? You look thinner in the face, definitely. Do I? Yeah. Do I look thin though? You no. are. You, you do look like a little. Uh, you do start. You do remind me of um, what's his name from Gamora, Chiro. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's sort of got a never-ending head, like forty-four head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like a dolphin, like a brontosaurus. You are uh, to be to be fair, right? You're very good at recommending books, some of your books, not the murder mystery ones, and TV series. I've had a I'm couple reading... from you, and I've really enjoyed them. Um, get into Gamora. Um, Gamora is amazing. I'm reading a book at the moment, and I'm fifty pages in, and I absolutely love it. But I'm not going to tell you about it till it's finished, in case I don't love it. Is is it fiction? It's fiction, yeah. Oh, you love fiction, mate. It's absolutely brilliant. I love every word of it so far. The only fiction I like is Harry Potter. I can't wait to finish this pod so I can go to bed and read that for half an hour. Yeah, Harry Potter is the only fiction I like, but fans of Harry Potter tend to be more politically tolerant and politically active, open to diversity. Just another fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you about this book um, once I've finished it, but... Um, so far, it might be um, for personal reasons because uh, I like the words in it. Authoritarian. It might be one of the most authoritarian uh, <laughs> or lathatorian books I've ever read. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, we'll I have a look it. at that. Absolutely love it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Me first. Not yeah, you. Of Me course. First. Um, just, Me first. yeah, we're not talking only Six Nations, obviously, during this podcast because we save that for the ITV mm. Six Nations podcast that we do. This is purely on a bit of Pro 14. But mostly the Viva Prem. Was it Michelle the other day that said, I listened to the beginning of the pod, I thought it was really good, and once I got to the rugby bit, I turned off. But it was, you know, I like the rest of it. She's normally the other way around. Do you think Pete, yeah, she thinks we ramble too much. She told us off with our other pod, on our pod the other week for rambling for too long. Let's start with our bet of the week that you put on. Now it was oh, Newcastle man, I Bath. I said, I said Newcastle. I thought Newcastle when you said yeah. Bath because you're biased. Yeah. Um, What's the matter with Bath, mate? They seem they seem pretty good at home, but they're, yeah, they're 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 what you call an inconsistent team, Tom. Um, Away from home, the main problem the main problem for Bath on Friday night was that Newcastle attitude. Are really good. Newcastle are really good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Newcastle are really good, but we some of the we, some we, of the tackling was woeful. We can't keep writing Newcastle off, but that like you look at no, I, I agree. I agree with that point. Like Newcastle are not a bottom of the league team anymore. No, uh, you look at. Floodies try through the middle of Stuke and Tapawai and you, you can't be scoring tries like that at this level. Tapawai has to do better. He drifts too early. And, and he's a, mate, he's a really good tackler and defender. Don't say words if you can't say Tackler and defender. He's really good, but that, that was a that was a cock up. But it you know, but it's also it's also I always think that a couple of great gauges great ways to gauge a, a team's, you know, emotional state is kick chase is a good one. Line out defence near your line's a good one because there's when they throw to the front, there's very little technique involved. You just so what you're saying with kick chase is that you can see their attitude by how fast they're willing to run off the run ball. off the line. Well, yeah. they probably have to run all that way and do nothing. How committed are they to that? That's a good gauge. Aggressive defences as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, but the line line out defence. So when you're five yards out from your own line and they throw to the front straight up at the front like Newcastle did, that is the easiest ball to defend easiest mall to defend in the world because all eight of you just smash it towards the touchline and they're in a load of trouble and they just bounce through there like it, that was way too easy it's discipline a little bit with Bath as well they give loads yeah. of penalties away in that first half <laughs> and then you look at the scoreboard and they're 21 nil down mm. which is quite a long way to come back isn't it 21 yeah. points um, it's up there with skill of the week I'm not sure it's going to be my skill of the week I've just added this in now like this yeah. skill of the week I've just thing. done it on the telly but I think I know what you're going to um, say the Cooper Vuna try yeah, Wilson round the back. Yeah, nice it was It wasn't my skill of the week. Was it yours? No, the, the finish was my skill of the week. Okay. Um, what by Vuna? Cooper Vuna. See, I thought Gonovers was better. His what, try. Where he rips through the two defenders. He rips through three, really. Burn, uh, Freddie Burns slips off him. There's a lo- yeah. ball over the top. Freddie Burns slips off him. And then Fodawali, he missed him. And then Garvey goes high. I tell you, Nicky Gonover. It's a great try. Oh, but what? you can't be scoring tries that easy. Like the flood one, well taken by Toby yeah. Flood, but just poor defence. That one as well, he shouldn't, he scores a good try, but what I'm saying is that it was worse defence than it was great attack for me. Yeah, but I, excuse me, I, I having watched that game, I, I really thought, I, I was really interested by Toby Flood's performance because... If you watch that game, you'd give, I don't know, Gonover or you'd give Matavesi or you'd give Carl Cooper at Hooker, man of the match. And, and you wouldn't be wrong. But Toby Flood, I've said this to you a couple of times already, probably on this pod, he just, people forget he's got 60 caps and that he got 60 caps for a reason, right? He's a proper player. And what 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 we what you found is, so when Wasps, for example, lost Danny Cipriani, we'll talk about that in a minute, they're still feeding ball to their wingers, to their dangerous players. But they're feeding them ball when they've got no space because they haven't engineered that space and they haven't sort of sucked, you know, held players in the middle. Whereas Toby Flood, continually nibbling, moving, biting at the line and getting the ball away, he, he's, he's not, he wasn't a fly half at the weekend that you can just wait for the pass to come in from Mickey Young and go. You can't. You have to watch him a bit. Yeah. You still should be able to cope with that. But what it means is if he's able to hold you and he's able to utilise Josh Matavesi, who's a unit and played really well... If he's able to 
be a threat himself, just a little bit, just enough to put you, just to stop you drifting straight away. Use Matavesi, then every time Sinotti and Gonover get the ball, or more regularly, they're going to be in space and they look twice as dangerous because of Toby Flood. He takes it really flat as well. Mm, brave. Probably, probably flatter than most people mm. I've seen. And because he's so tall and rangy, you f- that's another thing you forget, how tall he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he gets his arms through the tackling because he's tall. He's all, he also weighs a little bit as well. You know, he's yeah. not. You're not talking twelve, thirteen stone. You're talking sort of probably fourteen, fifteen. You've got to stop him. Stone. Yeah, you've got to stop him. But when you're tall like that, you get your arms through a tackle. You're able to offload, and he always checks the first two defenders. You're right. It just creates more room outside. Um, so yeah, pretty disappointing from Bath. But I thought Bath are really disappointing. And um, but it, and yeah, but Newcastle, they're they're up there with the, They're proper the top team. teams. They're a proper team. They could beat anyone up there. I proper really, team. I really enjoyed Worcester Gloucester. Mm. I thought it was a really good game. Yeah, the weekend. Um, really good. Worcester, another one of those teams. Nightmare for London Irish, but Worcester, another one of those teams that when they're playing well and everyone's playing or most of their star players are playing, they're a proper team. Worcester's back three are so dangerous as well with Bream, yeah. Bryce Heem. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Well, I said Bream. You said Bream. That's yeah, a fish. Bryce yeah, that's why I call him though. Yeah, just slip through, didn't he? Slip through the net. Yeah. Um, it was good. My skill of the week though was Mills' pass to Josh Adams. Uh, remind I me. F- Gone so my head. I watched it today. Gloucester have lost Trinder to a yellow card. They get a scrum five metres out down yep. in Gloucester's half. And... Yep. Just comes up the back of the scrum. Mills gets it. First thing he does is just run forward a couple of paces just to hold the defence because when you start mm. going sideways, the whole defence goes sideways. Mm. And then throws a massive over-the-top pass yes. to Josh Adams for a try. It's yeah. just a perfect pass. A real long one. And he swore there. Yeah. A real long one. And for me, that was Your skill my of the week. skill of the week. Um, the space was there. He's he lovely And actually, Johnny R came back in at nine and yeah. said this on the telly. We talk about Hugard all the time with, with sorry, Hugard, with good reason because he's a worldie. But Johnny R came in, he's been out for four months. Scores? Scores a try, but he was really good, really sharp. Lovely little switch to Chilcott mm-hmm. as well for his try. After Chilcott. Yeah. After, Not Gareth Chilcott. Yeah. You know what I said. I, I called him Chilcott. But, Tell me, just so you know. And so you know at home, doing the highlight show today with Durders. Yeah. I called him Chilcott twice and we had to stop and start again twice. Yeah, but we're not as professional as that. We just no, say it. No. Um, but Gloss had a chance. They'd line out, didn't they? About 74 minutes in on um, Worcester's line. Yeah, mess it up. They, had three, they actually had three goes near the line yeah. and didn't get over. No, I mean, not, not a brilliant result for Gloucester, uh, but I think they were undone by, obviously, the better team on the day, but by a really good team. And I think that actually... As the season goes on, I think a lot of sides are going to get done over over there. Wonder if Matt Scott will feature for Scotland now. Well, not, not just because his surname's Scott, but but because well, th- yeah, Scotland th- looked better with Hugh Jones at thirteen, hundred percent. And Hugh Jones has worked in the centre a lot with Dunbar. Now Dunbar's injured, and Dunbar's a bit like Matt Scott, full of power, full of strength. Sometimes you need a player in that team that will just do all uh, all the hard yards. You. Not no, I was I scored twenty tries for Wales, mate. That's <laughs> that's not hard yards. That's X Factor. Yeah, nineteen of those against Japan. <laughs> <laughs> no, a few were there. Japan and Romania. <laughs> yeah, how many did you score against Japan and Romania combined? Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Too many, baby. Too many, baby. Uh, yeah, so I yeah, so I reckon we might see Matt Scott. Potentially feature. Can he be a trucker? Yes. He's very strong. Yeah, he's powerful. Yeah. And he's got yeah. a bit of pace as well. He's played for, he's oh, played on, for Scotland the door. a few times. Hang on, yeah. pause that because our pizza's arriving. Gluten-free. Nice, wasn't it? That little break we had there for a little weird. What, what did you have? Well, I know what you had. Tell him what you had. I had a margarita pizza. I tried to order some sandwiches because... That was an option, a selection of sandwiches, and the guy said, well, "What ones do you want?" And it sort of threw me. And he said, "The guy, the room service guy said, you should have a pizza, sir.' So <laughs> he sort of persuaded me to have one. Yeah. It was all right. It Aaron right. Brown, you. That um, that's the that is. The I'm a quick eater. You know, you ask the boys. I'm a quick eater. You ask Bubs. I You're eat quick, quick. You. 
Yeah. I've just done quicker than you, boy. Yeah, I know. But I, I haven't been eating much this last gen. I mean, we talk about this a lot. I haven't, been, I haven't been eating much. That is one of the biggest meals I've had since January the 15th when Lawrence took us to York and got us drunk and on Malbec and ate Chateaubriand. Well, that's when like, he went home early, wasn't it? Uh, walked across the car park to yeah. your room. Um, yeah. All right, so good win by Worcester. I'm lying on the bed now, guys. Shanks is sitting formally. I'm lying on the bed. It's, Leicester, nice. it's a nice environment. Leicester 33, Harlequins 18. Mm. Mm. A lot of those points scored right in the last sort of 10 minutes. Yeah. Didn't really reflect the true game. Um, but, you know, Quins were hammered the week before, weren't they, against Wasps? Yeah, 14 men of Wasps. Mm. Kyle Eastman got ridded. So, normally you see a team back up I, that, I, that before, that, uh, the weeks yeah. before performance with a, a very decent one and a reaction. More often than not, a win. But didn't really. I mean, they started well, Quinns. I think they showed a lot more ticker. Um, but but it was it was still against a fairly weak Leicester team as well. I agree. But and I, te- I tell you, who was just magnificent in defence was Jamie Roberts. Mm. Honestly, just repeatedly massive hits on the line. He was outstanding, like absolutely brave as you like and hard as you like. He should be. He's a massive bloke, but a lot of massive blokes aren't. No, but I know what you mean because. You see it, I see it more so, not so much in defence, but in attack, because he always offers himself. Now, sometimes it's not on at all, yet yeah. he still wants to run He'll that... wall it. He still wants to run that line off nine. and But he just does it at the same pace, the same power, every yeah. single... He's not... And he got smoked on that line at the yeah, weekend. He got well. smoked a couple of times, but mm-hmm. he still gets up and he still offers himself. And he must know, you know, a lot of the time, he's not going to break through because there's just no holes there. Yeah, he runs them. I think it's probably more off the cuff. You know, he just wants to try and hit that angle for the slow defenders yeah. getting up, or the the guys, the guards, and it sort of the eight defenders looking defenders. in at the yeah. ruck. Yeah. But fair play to him, and his body is a mess because of all the damage he's done oh, just a, on just, the field. Just what a, he was, just fantastic. But a couple of times you just see Quinn's defence. It was a much better effort, I thought, from Quinn's. But a couple of times there defence I think it was Joe Marchant goes up for an intercept that he's nowhere near and leaves a massive hole for Manu Manu just not not at it at all yet but I don't think that I was going to say not at I was going to say all. didn't look like the Manu that we, we know no but I think just let's just give him and let's just give him yeah. a season to actually play you know I mean he's come back from injury a lot and got injured yeah. again but so let's just wait but also you know when you used to see like a hungry Manu yeah he wasn't really and that's probably more so him just trying to get through a game to build his confidence back up. Yeah, and I saw a couple of really good impacts from him, like physical impacts, and then I saw a couple that looked quite tentative and soft. And well, Morris just... gets on the outside of him for the first try. He just... Yeah. And, I mean, it. a lot of it is to do with Harlequins having more numbers, and he has to sort of stay for the dummy runner or the decoy runner. Yeah. But still, he doesn't shift out quick enough. He doesn't bounce out quick, do And you can tell when a player's not going to get the ball. And Jamie Roberts puts it behind this decoy Mm. to Morris. But Morris looks good. He looks like Chisholm, really, at 15. Yeah. Doesn't he? Same sort of... Hard to shake off like Chisholm. (laughs) Quite. I don't know if you can say that. Keep it in there. Chisholm is hard to shake off, yeah. Um, Gets everywhere. Um, but, (laughs) But he gets on the outside of him and... A good finish by a loafer, a loafer. Yeah. Um, but Do you know t- what he has for breakfast? Bread? Yeah. No. Um, Matt Tamura at 10 as well. Not a natural 10. No, but he was so good. He was. He was head and shoulders man of the match. Really, really good. You know, a, a 10 score a lot of tries, don't they? Just by taking the ball off the base of rucks and just straightening. Yeah. They just show the ball inside. Yeah. That holds the guard. There's miscommunication on the outside. Um, it's not just running straight. You have to sort of you have to show the ball inside yeah. to hold players. You have to have dummy runners as well, so or, or actual runners on the inside. He does that so well and just leaves them, and defenders just get stuck, plant their feet, yep. um, stuck in the sand. Just takes a minute. Holes open south, up. Get stuck. Goes seen through. Farrell do it so many times. Seen mm. Toby Flood do it. Um, so yeah, lovely try, important try for him as well. That. But you look at those defensive errors. That's, that's just defensive error. Defensive error, and then you see that March thing. I think it was March, and I hope I'm not unfairly labouring, jumping out and leaving a hole for Manu. And a couple of phases later, Carl Sinclair jumps out to make the big hit, and 
<coughs> excuse me, Greg Bateman goes straight through on a really good run. He's a really good what, player, Greg. Bateman. Yeah, but he seems to save his best runs for Quinns, doesn't he? Remember when he went yeah, around he does, the outside yeah. of Mike Brown? Yeah, he does. Yeah, but he he's he's a proper player, a yeah. proper player. So Leicester have signed, as we said earlier, Mark Bakewell, a forwards coach, and that is created just, the tart. Just created the tart. Yeah. Just yeah, just I feel like you wait and see. I mean, he's a he's a special guy, and I I must declare a bit of an interest because he's a very close friend of mine but if he's I've spoken I spoke to him you know before he got the job and since he got the job at Leicester and I said you know I do love you mate but the rules are if you are rubbish I will say so and he's like yep yeah, I know that so it's fine you um, won't say rubbish will you You'll... no I'll make it someone else's fault I'll blame someone else no but I, you know you've got to tell the truth but um, he is a very very good coach and I think he's he's only just got to grips with the team this week but I think he's um well, the sounds of what a couple of Leicester lads have said. I think he's already having an impact. He's a he's a hell of a guy. Yeah. So, Matt if I was running a rugby club, he's the guy I would sign. Okay. There you go. Are you gonna? No. He also why wears bandanas. Why can't boys. we do something like the Man United boys did? Why can't we go to a rugby club and try and turn it around? Seven quid fifty between us. Yeah, but you know we'll get a TV broadcaster to pay. Yeah. Right. For it. Yeah, but then you got to go there. We can pick our team. Yeah, but you got to go and do the stuff. That's okay. We can pay for it. I mean, give it back to grassroots is what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, no. I I got asked um, a couple of years ago to go and have a chat with a... Quite a... Sort of not a big a premiership club, like, but a, a big local club who were like, we'd quite like you to be sort of a DOR type Braff, figurehead Braff type. on Avon. Bathford. No. And um, okay. I never actually went down there. I couldn't meet the guy. Chippenham. Yet, but it was one of those things that was like, I actually I actually don't want to do that. I'm actually not interested in Winnersh. <laughs> yeah. Yately. Hungerford. Um, no, Didcot. So, okay, no. sorry. So it was like, um, yeah, I, I just don't really fancy that. But also I work weekends like you do. So it's kind of, can't, can't actually do it. And I'll never actually be there. So it wouldn't be very useful. But yeah, it's funny People ask, I'm sure they ask you a bit and they ask me a bit a lot, ask ex-pros a lot. Do you not fancy coaching? Yeah, I do. Um, I get loads, mate, but just from like, for under nines <laughs> yeah, or under yeah. tens. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other games do we, are we talking um, about here, Tommy? Sale, Saracens, Liam Williams, back. Yeah, it's called a nice try. Did. I get, but too easy. Way too easy. Marlon Three Yard players, he ends up. That. Marlon Yard overruns that, but there's no one inside him either. You'd know better than me. I've said this already on the telly, so I hope I'm not wrong. Right. Marlon Yard should do better. He overruns it, but there's still no one, a big hole there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that happens a lot with wingers because you're too worried about the outside, so you've got to cover the outside as well. You don't want to well. get skinned. No, you don't. So often, players will step back in, wingers will step back in, but that's when you know the outside centre or the, the defender on the inside of the winger, that's when he hammers him. But yeah, they, they all overchase really because Liam Williams is in the outside channel. And he he just yeah a nice try by Liam. Um, yeah. He looks really good with headband on as well, doesn't he? With his head taped up, <laughs> with his ears hanging out. Durda's called him an overworked cowboy because of his because of his bow legged. Yeah, <laughs> he also looks a little bit like Grandpa Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, only only one try in that game. Um, Sale only he, scored three um, points. Isn't he just taking on a role of? Um, Executive chairman of the Overachievers Club as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Yeah. Well played, that man. Yeah, well done. Three cheers. Well, well bloody done you. Um, Northampton, beat London Irish, no shock there really. No, but Lewington got off to a nice start. Error from Northampton and then he sort of seized on that. But then George North was a bit slow back for Lewington's second try and Lewington's so sharp that he sort of ripped through and got London Irish off to a really I nice know, start. a bit of a mixed bag by... George, um, a couple of mistakes, but but then you look at how he gets himself back into the game. Now I think it's um, who's the ten for Northampton now? Pierce Francis. Pierce Francis, who misses one in front of the post, by the way. Yeah, shocker. Um, he gets a penalty, and George North is there on the right wing. Play, he's playing on the right wing. He's fourteen. Catches a kick off. Three or four phases later, he's down the left wing, scoring a try. Yeah. So he gets himself right back in. So the work rate to work from one wing to the other 
because yeah. a lot a lot of wingers will just end up staying on the wing. They'll yeah. catch a ball there. He'll get up off the floor. He'll think, right, where do I need to be? Oh, I should probably stay here just in case the ball comes. Or you've got good instincts and you end up following the ball, which he's done. But it um, Burrell goes through. And it's just the That's worst. the easiest outside break ever, by the way. It's the worst attempted tackle by Luke McLean yeah. on him. Absolutely pied in, didn't he's he? He's just, he's like sitting on the toilet and he just gets yeah. rocked back. He just blows him like that. Yeah. Luke McLean falls over. Boo. Falls yeah. over. And, uh, and North finishes. So not too many surprises for Northampton. No, I thought he. Pl- I thought Luther Burrell looked like he played well. He's so yeah. important to them when he's on form. He is, and I agree with Lewington's So good for London Irish. Yeah, good signing. Someone, someone will sign him. Sarries have signed him. Have they? Yeah, good signing that. So I knew that. I just wasn't sure whether we were allowed to release it. All oh, right, yeah, okay, we can now. So Alan Gaffney at Saints has said it's top six minimum for Saints. That I must say that feels a bit punchy to me. Yeah, they're good enough. Very but punchy. They're not consistently good enough. No, they're not. They're not. Just when you think they've turned a corner and they found a bit of form. They go back around the corner. Uh, what I did like, though, I'm not sure if it was on TV, it might have been on like Facebook Live, was Jim Mallander. And yeah. they were asking him about um, Harry. What oh, his, yeah. What his best position is. And Jim yeah. said, well, I think his best position's 15. Um, he's not quite as good as his old man. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. It was class. Also, what was really funny was... Martin Bayfield was talking to Di Young about Jack Willis. Yeah. Um, last week, I think it was. Yeah. Now Jack, he gets injured at the weekend, so hopefully yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. shoulder's all right. But he was saying, Jack Willis, he's the type of player that everything seems natural to him. He just seems really good over the ball, really strong, like he's not coached at all. And Di Young goes, oh, thanks very much. Oh, sir, I saw that, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Apparently his brother's just as good Really Coming through yeah But they've, they've blooded him really In the Anglo-Welsh And he's had some really good games in there I think yeah. most weeks we're talking about How good he is How many turnovers he has How many big ball he's carries he He's had three or four or five Like clear man of the match before. But he's had, he's had a, a bad round. shoulder hasn't he But he's hurt his shoulder now yeah. And it did look very painful a bit like Groves at the weekend as well Against Eubanks You watched it? Why do they say Eubanks? They're all they call all the pundits U- call him Eubanks Yeah Don't know why Yeah I watched but, it You know remember I called the David Hay Achilles thing? As soon as Grove Dog, as soon as his shoulder went, I was like, bang on Twitter, done his shoulder. No replies, no replies. No, not that I'm looking, no like, and people are like, mm, ignore Well, that. he dislocated it. Yeah, and like four or five minutes later, everyone's like, well, there's definitely done his shoulder. There's different dif- dislocations, right? Because I, I don't dis- know if he dislocated it. I think he's done his shoulder. Basically. I've dislocated mine. I couldn't move. It was like popped out of the socket. The doctor had to come on and put it back in. I, I didn't make a noise. And a lot of players yell and scream. I was, Squealers. Yeah, not me, mate tough um but something didn't look right did it but like yeah there's a lot of hype about eubank and chris eubank there's only hype from his dad and him. no it was was loads of hype by the media as well but chris eubank senior was saying that he thinks he might have built him too well he might have built his son too well if you can yeah can he be built too well but he also said that his son will be better than floyd mayweather Hmm. It took a while to get going, though, didn't he? Well, he did, yeah. And it, I mean, it, it turned into a bit of a slog fest towards the end. He was just throwing haymakers left, right, and centre. But well, he's chucking bombs at a one-armed man in the end. He's already won the fight. But he cut his head as well, his eye, didn't he? That Early was a doors, tough cut that. It looked a big. I must deep say, the cut. cut man apparently is the best in the business. I don't know, but he didn't look great that cut care. Like, he looked like he was shaking a bit when yeah, he was trying to shaking and then doing all that stuff, the adrenaline solution and the vas and whatever it was, and then just rubbing it with a. Rubbing it with a towel, like a rough towel. Like, that's not going to. But you could see, you could sort of see that probably Eubanks Junior was a better puncher. Eubanks, you're doing it. Yeah, was a better puncher and a better slogger. But Grove just looked better boxer than he. Yeah, like, I think Grove boxing Grove has pure as well. Like Chris Eubanks Junior is not a massive puncher. I, you know, from what I've seen, and I've seen a few of his, so I'm not an expert. But he doesn't look like he's an absolute knockout merchant. I, so I don't know. Some like big, that. some big punches were thrown, but the amount of energy is exerted never because st- no, they didn't hit. Really? Rose never looked like he was going anywhere, did he? Like he never looked hurt. He got well. A couple of them might have given him seen stars, but he was never going over. No, uh, and he landed a few Eubank. But it's just, I just, I just find the whole setup those two guys so, just excruciating. Who who would win out of Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua? Oh, Tommy. See, I think Fury. I think he's a better boxer. Tommy, he, his technique. Oh, 
I reckon AJ are taking one-way ticket to Sleepsville, Tennessee. You reckon? Sleep Town. Oh, I'm not sure. Once, once, once my boy AJ hits you, mate, you stay hit forever. Uh, yeah, that'd be a big fight though, wouldn't it? If that ever happens, I'd pay my ninety ninety sixteen ninety five for that. It'd be more you than that. that, mate. It'd be more than that. I'll you're pay whatever talking, they want for that. You're probably talking twenty nine ninety five. I'd pay whatever for that. But you couldn't even get it on Sky, could you? You had to. I had to log in on the computer to do it on ITV last night. Yeah, mine ended up working. I got someone sent me a link and I did it and got it on the telly. Watched it with my dad. I was really tired as well, but you hit, and, and um, I 12. stayed up afterwards for Prince Nassim Hamed's punditry, um, yeah. which was quite the experience. What camera do I have to look he's, in to tell Eubank to retire? <laughs> he's looked after himself, though, hasn't he? <laughs> um, he I tell you, it, he that he absolutely his head went during that punditry, but it was great to watch. It was great. I wanted to be involved in every sport going. I know he went. He went from. He went. He's telling Eubank Junior to retire. He's finished. He's done. He's not good enough. Let's not dance around it, Duke. Duke McGenzie. Let's not dance around it. He's not good enough. You're either good enough or you're not, and he's not. So How retire. old was he? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Who? Chris Eubank Junior. Yeah. Don't know actually. I think so. Yeah. I just never. Not that it matters, and not that he cares what I think, but I, I never get the impression. You know, that's a good bloke. That is. Do you know what I mean? Of who? Eubank. Yeah. Well, I just. I just be nice to people. I don't know. I don't, I'm a little maybe bit I'm different ba- to you, mate. I, I speak as I find more than you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a friend who knows Chris Eubank Jr. and says he's really have. nice. But is it? so I could be wrong. Not telling you in case. But I I promise you I've got one. It's female. My de- no, it's a male. It's a male human. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, Interesting fight, but it was only ever one winner after about four rounds. It was just done, really. What you I did, think, what I did think was naughty was the announcer's dreadlocks. I know. Naughty, malorty, proper naughty, weren't they? Yeah. Absolutely rascal dreads. It's Josh Navidi naughty. Absolutely rascal dreads. Um, so the Wasp game today against Chiefs. Yeah. Injuries, 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 injuries. The game wasn't great. Uh, Chiefs weren't as accurate as they normally are. They weren't great last week. They were better this week, but not quite there. Dropping balls you wouldn't expect him to drop. Put under pressure by Wasp defence, but Cipriani looks hurt. Not awful, but hurt. Jack Willis looks in a lot of pain with his shoulder. Um, but Alex Reader, oh my, and I think Marcus Watson went off as well, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did. He just gets chopped down, right down low. He's, he's running back on his. Cowan Dickey that gets him, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, Cowan Dickey is just super. There's some brutal hits on that. Yeah, Karen Dickey is just Robson super. gets a knee right in his knee as well. That's a killer. It's an accidental great hit that was. Did you yeah. see it? He didn't even blindsided him. I, didn't think, he, I, think, I think he was offside anyway. He comes off the line too quick. Good hit though, isn't it? Yeah. But Alex Reader just back from a long injury with a shoulder, dislocated shoulder. I think he's really, really hurt himself. Stretched it off in a brace as well. Gas and air. There was a bit of chat in the tunnel that he had dislocated his knee. Hmm. And someone said he might have dislocated his ankle as well, but I think that is I think that might not be the case. Um just horrible because Party's a really good player and it's horrible for him is the main thing. But he's just back and Yeah. Very, very sad. We we're all sitting in the stands like and we were all everyone was like, because people get hurt and you're kinda used to it in stands, you're in the media room, mate, watching the game. In the media room watching the game and we were just like poor poor bloke. It was yeah. proper morbid yeah. watching you, that. You don't want to see that to anyone really, do you? No. Unless it's Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah, Tommy. Joking. You're the one that hates him. I don't hate him. I don't him. hate him. I just never, he's never come across as a great guy. Hmm. He's not AJ, is he? <laughs> he ain't Josh. I call he's not him Apollo Josh. Creed, is he? He's not Apollo Creed. He ain't no Creed. No. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought you were reaching across to pause it, but you're pressing, having a glug. Do you want a drink, are you? Yeah. Take your time. Thanks. We can stop the pod whenever. Do a little break. Yeah, have Tom's one had a drink now. There you go. Just before we have a bet, probably should mention a good win by the Cardiff Blues mm. against Munster. Really good win, that. Yeah, dug in well there. Jared Evans kicks a, a couple of good penalties right at the end just to keep them in front. So they've done good. Owen Lane looks good on the wing. God, he's fast, mate. He's rapid, eh? He's fast. Um, so bet the week. I'm going to bet on... Harlequins Newcastle this Saturday. I'm half staying two, away from I'm staying away half from two, Yeah, you better add, mate. Half two kickoff. And I'm going to say Harlequins by five points. Okay. 
I'm saying nothing, okay? You're correct. I'm Please. Cursed at the moment. We should do more of these bet of the weeks. Should be like five in the podcast. I know. Um, yeah. Um, all proceeds go to children in need and uh, make sure you're over 18. Terms and conditions do apply. Got to say that. Well done, Tom. You better be quick, mate. Um, now, I always like to finish with some questions. Well, I, my phone's not working, so... Sort it out, mate. Pay your bills. Um, Got no credit, bro. Dave Davis has emailed us, um, and he says he can't believe Flats left his dog out of his house for a week. It wasn't a week. It was a couple of minutes, but and then the dog ran off, and he found it the next day. Yeah, that's um, true. So have that. I've got a question from Sean on Twitter. Not even a question. He's just said... Stick to your guns, Flats. Shanks talked you into a bath win by three. Who was the premiership commentator? Don't think I talked you into it, but no, you need to sort. You need to sort your betting out, mate. I know. I'm not a gambler, though. I'm not very good at it. There's a question from Daniel on email. Okay, Daniel Chamer. Um, lads, he likes a podcast. Here's one for you. My eldest son is 11, plays for Battersea Ironsides. They play him on the wing, although he prefers centre. He's not small, but he's not big either. Personally, I think he could be a great scrum half, but he doesn't get to play there. I train him at nine a bit, but is it too late to start playing there full-time, say at 13? Realistically, he might have to drop down a level to play there now. Um, I don't really know what you're trying to say, mate. Um, but if <laughs> but he's this a, question section's going really well, if he's eleven years old, just get him to play anywhere, and you'll find that when his body develops, he will develop into a position because you don't know how some players, some yeah. kids develop faster than others. The position will find him. Just more let him so. leg it around. Just let him leg it around with his mates. Because it doesn't he, matter where he plays. Not everyone's fast. Not everyone is big and strong at that age. Just play all positions. Develop all the skills. Not everyone's. Like fast and big and strong and talented, no, and if they are. They end up getting seventy caps. It's just Wales. making sure you you coach them. Just be able to pass comfortably off both hands. Always work on the things you're not good at at that age. Um, but make sure he enjoys it. Okay, so yeah, it's fun. That's all it is. Don't get the whip out. Got anything for me on Twitter yet, mate? I told you I'm on the hotel Wi-Fi, but it's not working. So no, nothing will reload. So I can't do it. Sorry. Okay, Matt Dunn on Twitter who is the best scrummage you've played against Dave oh yeah um, Julian White Cobus Fisagi one of those two there you go why just good and big Julian was very strong very aggressive really flexible he just had the brute this amazing strength really nice technique and just unbelievably aggressive like just really really aggressive Cobus was Again, incredibly strong and just really, really accurate, consistent, accurate, really lovely technique. So when you get strong and technique, look Brutal. out. Yeah. Um, Jerry Palliser on Twitter has just put Quinn's new coach needed. Is that a question? Well, he's not put a question mark. I don't know if he's making a statement. I've asked for a question, mate. So if you can get your grammar right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think something needs to change a little bit of Quinn's personally because it's, it's they're not firing at the moment. If Bristol get promoted, will they this time survive in the Prem? I mean, uh, Philip Morris. I'm inclined to think not, actually. Um, so difficult for teams coming up, isn't it? Yeah, but but they, yeah. they've signed pretty well. They, they, don't forget they've got Charles Piertel next year. No, they've got Madigan. You don't, stay, you don't stay in the league because of fullbacks, Tom. Front I love five, fullbacks. isn't it? Front, Front five. five, boy. You know, and they've got, I think Jan Thomas is going. They've signed a couple of really good hookers. They've got John Arfoa. You know, I think they need to go heavy duty on their front five, really heavy duty, and they need they need a couple of them in each position. That's where they need to spend the money. You know, if, if the you know this is just stuff I've read. I mean, these could be completely made up numbers, but you have got Piatau on nine hundred and fifty grand a year or something at the back. You've got Madigan on half a million. You've got Steve Luatua on seven fifty or whatever these guys. They're massive numbers. You need to be paying some proper money to the guys that secure you ball and parity on the field you know like it's it's no coincidence that the teams that do well in English in the you know in the premiership are have always have really really decent front fives and they have them in reserve so that's for me that's 
Not the only place you need to spend money, but you need to spend money there. I read a, a really interesting piece on players' salaries. It was Hannah Bow, who's Tommy Bow's sister, works for a company called Esportive. And she works in the intelligence division. So okay. they, they compile all this data for, well, they can compile, and they they give all this data to directors of rugby and to the board um, with players coming out, what the, what their, I suppose, the average wage is. Um, and the top players, the top, top players in your team, their salaries are pretty consistent in the Pro 14 and the Aviva Prem. It's just that gap then for your, your average club player. Yeah. Which is the, which is the one that's getting really affected? Yeah, because it's just so much, it's just a huge difference between just less left for them. Yeah, the, yeah, the top and the bottom. Yeah, um, yeah so they they suppose what they're trying to do is is research the trends that are happening in rugby, and and present them impartially to um, different rugby clubs, DORs and mm. chairmen and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a good article. It does it does seem. I mean, I could be wrong. Recruitment in pro rugby does seem to be really kind of haphazard and opportunist and not very brilliantly put together and because I know I know France are trying to lower the amount of foreigners playing you know at some stage I think their ultimate goal is to have five foreign players in their match day 23 which is a lot more than you're allowed currently in England so it's kind of you know yeah but it, you know it's crazy over there isn't yeah, it yeah it's crazy yeah. Um, JP Swain says, has any opposing player coach ever said anything to you before a game um, through the press or just in person that actually affected you? Um, no. No, I'm trying to think. The only thing for me was when Gatlin said he didn't rate me <laughs> on your 50th cap, get on the bus, boys. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, never rated you, Shanks. Anyway, but, congratulations. Yeah, but you all know I scored, so it was fine. Yeah, no, not really. I don't think I was ever good enough to warrant a mention, to be honest, by opposition coaches leading into a game. We get a lot of questions about the live podcast that's happening in the Cabbage Patch with Lawrence Lalio. We will let you know on Twitter or when the website comes out, so you can book your tickets. Book quick, though. There's only eight thousand spots. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be good fun with Low. Actually, um, big Low. Yeah, just back on the boxing. Were you a little bit disgusted with the the ring girls? They... You know, it's an interesting one. That I I absolutely see the point of view that why are you stopping people working? Why are you making the decision for them? They weren't wearing bikinis. They were. I just think whether I just think they look completely bloody ridiculous. I think they look completely. That's just my opinion. They're very pretty and well turned out, but they look ridiculous. Same about darts. I, I I find for a long time I like girls, right? Uh, but for a long time I found like UFC having ring girls still. Like UFC is what just one of the most progressive sporting environments in the world. They have female-led main events, you know, and they've got ring girls. I was like, what are you doing? And, okay, these girls are gainfully employed. They love their jobs potentially that sort of stuff. And I I find it I get that argument completely. It's just my view is that they look. It, I find it. Really, really odd. So Formula One. Yeah, I just find it bizarre. You're parading like you know, I, I love cars, and you look at these car shows, and loads of these cars that are getting launched are launched with these gorgeous women like draped on these cars. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? You just put a gorgeous woman next to your car. It's, it makes it it's bizarre, and yeah, it's not. But it's they put a gorgeous woman next to a car because they think it's a thing of beauty. The car, so they put what. Yeah, men perceive to be a thing of beauty in a woman next to it. So. Yeah, because men are buying these cars more than women, whatever the car is. So, I, I get why they do it. I just, I have, for someone who definitely likes attractive women, I find it really, really bizarre. Well, it doesn't affect me, uh, bother me whatsoever. Um, I think You've got if, no I emotions, think, though. So that's a bit. Different. I think if if they want to work, they're not getting exploited. They're just good-looking women, and if you want to do. What's probably a fairly easy job of standing there looking pretty and get paid for it. Yeah, but do you not do it? Do you not find it odd that you are literally put up there as an animate object? Do you not find that weird? I find that weird. Why do why do why do we do that? 
Why do we stick pretty women on a stage and tell them to stand still and say nothing? I just find it bizarre. Because the, the majority of what we're talking about are mostly watched by men. Who like pretty women, yeah. Mm. I know, I, I kind of, yeah. I, I do get it. I, I just find it, I find it just grim, to be honest. Well, but I'm a much nicer bloke than you and I'm more progressive. And I'm just trying to get the progressives to like me. Speak to JB on it. He has strong opinions. Don't get me started on JB, Egg Chasers JB. He's got ODD, Oppositional Defiance Disorder. His head's gone anyway. Oh, one of them, is he? His head's gone. He argues everything. Oh, so left wing or right wing. Uh, Yeah, one of them. No, he he knows loads about politics. Don't say that stuff because he's just... Whatever you say... He's right wing. Whatever you say, he'll disagree with. so right wing. And what happened is he'll hear this... And then he'll go online and he'll disagree with it and prove our point. He's just—he's probably got Google alerts up for his name, JB. Yeah, he's got bots out, JB has. That's what he's like, mate. Mm. He's a psycho. He's an absolute psycho. And he'll come on here and he'll say he's not and that'll prove our point. Goodbye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.